Hello, this is Zan, and this is what happened last time. We returned to Bale Nolaire, and Lucan continued to hear the music from the lake. I used the tuning fork to send us all to the Shadowfell, and we found ourselves in the midst of a battle. Pale soldiers fought with crystal weapons in a colorless place of darkness. We were attacked by a group of elves and shadowy beasts, and, following the lake song, we entered their fortress. Inside, we found cells full of undead, guarded by fire-trapped scarecrows, and Merc decided that the elves must be the Gwadrim, a people mentioned in Asher Walnir's journal. In a vast, smoke-filled courtyard, we found the shadow of the lake at the center of a mining operation powered by undead slave labor. With some spell support from me and Relop, Lucan snuck into the lake and returned with Night's Fall, the sword that had been calling him. We escaped into the darkness and set up camp because I needed to rest before I could get us out of this dark place. After several hours, as the rest of the party slept in the safety of Relop's magic hut, a pallid warrior with the moonlit star on his forehead emerged from the shadows. Suzanne, you are in the hut. It's very dark out there. You know, the hut's relatively transparent. It is, however, a little, it's got a covering of soot over it because of your surroundings. So you're in this blackened plain and you can still hear explosions and things coming from the distance. And in front of you is this pale figure who's crouched down in front of the dome. And he goes to sort of wipe at the soot on the outside of the dome you know it's like a almost like a blizzard out here but with ash his palm has a star on it much like the one that you've seen on relap he kind of rubs the soot a little bit and he's trying to look and you know he's not getting it's opaque on the outside so he's not getting a view as to what's happening inside your dome the light, by the way, did kind of light the 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 dome a little bit inside. You know, other people are probably stirring a little bit at this point. And on the edge of your vision, you see a couple other figures. There's more out there? Yes, you see a couple of shapes. One of them looks to be kind of a mounted figure. And again, you're not getting a good view, even with dark vision, you know, just the, the setting that we're in and just sort of stays right on the edge there. You're focusing on that image for a second as the figure in front of you says, Zog, come here. Again, still speaking lingual, which you don't typically hear a lot of in just in conversation. And from the general vicinity of that mounted figure comes another mounted figure, but this one's tiny. And it doesn't take, it sort of comes up and these, this little glowing ball, some sort of spell appears and sort of follows him. And he comes up close and it's a pit goblin. And he's on, his mount is actually a, some sort of smoke or, you know, shadow monster of sorts. And as it gets closer, it puts its face up again to the outside of the dome. And you just get the image of this sort of hound up close as it sort of sniffs and snarls. And the rider, that pit goblin, has an eye patch over one eye, and he lifts up the eye patch, and in, in his eye, it's uh, it's lit up, and it's it's like that crystal that you keep seeing these beings on this plane using. And he kind of looks, tries to look with the crystal, and the human-looking one says, "Who's in there?" 
So by this point, Zan has her hand on her shield and is unsheathing the sword and is kind of watching them as they're approaching. But as soon as he says that, she's going to stop, kind of try to not to breathe too much. And she's looking to her friends to see if any of them woke up to him saying that out loud. Uh, did not stir. Would Larson's torch have alerted us? You're not being ambushed. You know, that's kind of what it, that's okay. what it, what it warns you of. Uh, I have a passive perception of 21, so I'm going to say I probably heard the lingual. Sounds, sounds good to me. That I don't understand, so. Sure. Lucan wakes up, puts his hand on his sword, and is being quiet, listening. You kind of hear muffled music from your from your sheath. <laughs> can I hear that still too, or is it just him now? No, yeah, you can hear it too. Yep, the music can be heard from an ordained lucite. I see. All right. Well, good. So I don't have to hear the wind chimes. <laughs> so she's gonna look until we are ordained. They're, they're quite lovely. <laughs> yeah. So as Zane looks to the people who are waking up. You can see her with the sword out and her shield down. She's kind of kneeling in the dome, looking at both of you. And then you see her raise the shield, put the sword on the top of it in the little divot of her heater shield like you've seen her do before. And she's going to start to advance. Now, the her, her goal is to have the point of her longsword come through the dome slowly, but towards the neck of the humanoid and slowly back him off of the dome while holding him at sword point. Are you planning to step out entirely, or are you just putting the sword out? Yeah, she'd probably step out entirely. I mean, uh-huh. as, as you're doing that, Lucan's giving you the no sign with his hand, trying Doing to stay back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hogue is going to ready both of his blades, but stay crouched within the dome, and pretty much preparing for jumping into action the moment anything gets a little out of hand. Merc will walk out and like kind of get into a flanking position with Zan. So like if she goes to the left side of the guy, he'll go to the right side type deal. She's going right down the middle and right at the main guy in the center. He'll go out to either side then. Oh, Lucan's going to get up and get right up to his sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sword's lit. Oh, yeah. He starts a little bit when it come when it comes out, mm-hmm. and you do kind of get that blade right up to where he is, and he does he sort of backs up a little bit. The pit goblin steps back as well, and the hound kind of you know snarls. You know he kind of just initially kind of you get this startled uh, uh, reaction from him, but then he kind of co- calms himself a little bit, and he says, "Huh, uh, quadrine." Looking at you, Zan. She kind of furrows her brow at that a little bit and shakes her head no. And it says, who are you and what do you want in lingual? On the edge, too, you see that mounted figure step forward a little bit. You can make out the mount looks like a drake. You know, wingless, sort of draconic mount that it's on and it sort of spews a little bit of its own black soot from its mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the figure on top is just robed looks to be a pale human like the one that you've got the sword to and he says my name is Emilius we're with the Philobras I don't take it that you are affiliated with the Guadream and he looks and he looks over at Merc whatever gave you that idea well you might pass the part my lady but this one over here looks a little bit more like me 
turn around and leave this place. We will not be here long. Are you enemies to the God Ream? Have you been to the mines? She kind of looks over to Merc because Merc's the one who's been talking about the Guadream and she doesn't know much about what they are other than that they're in his book. Asher's book, I mean. I'm going to try to play stupid. Like, I don't actually understand what they're saying. Okay. So, um, why does everybody keep looking at me? We don't know much about the Quadream. We don't think we're friends with them, but we haven't had any formal battles. Unless they own that castle back there. Yeah, so you've been in that keep? Momentarily. Did you kill any of them? Only the ones we needed to. How'd you get in? I don't see why any of this is important information for you. Well, because we're here to get in there. And do what? Pet Goblin says, yeah, just show us where you got in. You didn't go in the front door, right? Is there another way in there? I'm sorry, but not knowing exactly where your allegiances lie, I don't necessarily want to give away pertinent information. Our, our allegiances lie with the Philobras. And who are they? Philobras are the children of shadow. We, we follow Venimbra. And he holds his hand up and shows you a star, which is glowing. And it looks like the Venifer one? It looks, it looks like the one on uh, Relapse's hand, yeah. Is Relapse still sleeping? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> unless, yeah. unless somebody do, wakes him up. <laughs> do I see the star? Yes, and here's the, here's the thing, Holg. I don't know if you're going to be excited or not. You see the star on Relapse for the first time ever and it's oh, glowing he's one of them I stab him <laughs> you stab Relop or the guy both <laughs> you just like two hands like you just like one arm goes one direction the other arm goes two like off the way yeah. Yeah. I'll throw a dagger at Relop and then the knife or sword at the other guy <laughs> not really no I didn't think so okay <laughs> Oh, roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, what term did he use? Have we heard that word before? That sounds it's... familiar. No, I think we have. You've heard variations of that word, right? Like like Sanfilius, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in lingual, it's effectively children of shadow. Penumbra is? Or Sanfilius is? Philibris. Philibris. Okay. Philibris. They're, he said that they were followers of their leaders named... Venembra. Oh, and what do you intend to do in this keep? He looks kind of down at your sword and he says, can we have a conversation without this? Have any of them like reached for any weapons or anything? They're holding weapons back there. You can see that there's a couple more in the shadows too. They're just sort of, they're, they're keeping right at the edge. Okay. They must have a sense that they probably can see better than you can. So she'll look at all of the people around her that have weapons of theirs. And she'd be like, I don't know. Can we? Lacan says, we don't have time for this. We are going to leave soon, so why don't you guys just go to the tower yourself? Well, if the blade of my neck goes away, I suppose I might be able to do that. Your men first. You get the impression that they're sort of holding their weapons down. You just get silhouettes out there, you know, and they're just little images as the soot falls down. She'll take the sword off of her shield and put it to her side. She's keeping the shield up, but she's not having it pointed at his neck anymore. But it's ready to be able to. (laughs) 
And Lucan, the music in your sword is getting louder too. You know, he's kind of like, "Let's fight, let's okay. fight." You know, he's he's getting <laughs> getting excited. He wants to be unsheathed and and get out there. So you're leaving. You're 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 headed back to where you come from. Yes. Clearly not from here. You're from the side of light. Yes. Well, if you have reason to come back at any time, we might be able to offer assistance if you're if you're no friend to the Guadrim. If you are willing to at least let us give us an idea of where we should look for this entrance you found. Merc will kind of scowl at this and say, What are Guadrim and Fulthiel doing with the Children of the Light? He says, the Children of the Light, are they, are they invading your home? No. They are in league with my brother and they are doing something quite sinister what are they doing says i don't know exactly but i have heard tales that they've been working in cahoots with the night witches have you dealt with any dark fey on your land of light yes one in particular and what are these night witches doing it sounds as though they are working towards the return of not is that something you're concerned with in your place yes very much so from the darkness one of the figures steps forward it's that robed figure on this drake and it's the drake itself that steps forward he kind of brings it up and he says i know that there's wardings on your tent but i'm getting the sensation and he kind of holds his hand up with this star that there's power from venembra among you Venumbra. Who is this? Venumbra is our leader. Do they use any other name? She has other names. Such as? None that we speak. <laughs> well, we don't use the name Venumbra. I'm wondering if we use one of the others. Have you seen our stars before? Perhaps. We kind of look at each other for a minute. Like there's a feeling they have. They're they're not sure what they're what they're what they uh, want to say about it. It seems. Do they seem nervous? Do they seem excited? Do they seem worried? They just seem perplexed. This robed one has a feeling, and he thinks there's something about your group, but he can't put his finger on it. Does the name Venifer mean anything to any of you? Yes, but we don't say it. Why don't you say it? just not the name you go by or are you are you scared to say that particular version of the name it has sorrowful memories that actually explains a lot the number has been missing from our world Zane will look over to Merc and just kind of nod towards the dome he'll do the kind of the shoulder shrug like like more like trying to make it look like he's kind of adjusting something all right well, Hog, after seeing all of this talking and everything, is going over and he's going to just tow uh, Relop, just like nudge him. What's going on? I'm going to just quietly point at the star on his hand and at those, the guys outside. Do I see the star on my hand? Yeah. It's glowing. This is what uh, Sam and Luke Han were talking about. I'll get up and get my stuff together. Where is everybody? Outside talking to them. Think it's safe to drop the dome? Uh, Hulk's just gonna kind of shrug, and, uh... I guess if everybody's already out there... Pretty sure if I, uh, 
walk out there, that dome's gonna be about ten minutes in the making. Stretch and put my uh, gear on. Poke my head out of the dome. What do we have here? This smoky shadow hound kind of snarls at you, and a pit goblin is standing next to him with an eye patch, and he kind of pats pats at it, tells it to stop it. And the first uh, human-looking guy that that Zan had the sword to says, "You have the mark," and you—I can't imagine you walked out with your hand sticking out either. <laughs> no. But he, but he, he just says that, right? He says, "You have the mark." Is this in lingual as well? Um, it is, yeah. What mark are you referring to, friend? All three of them that you can see clearly put their hands up, including the pig goblin. He's got one. They all hold their hands up. Got this little star on their hand. Huh. You've been chosen. Possibly. What are you doing out here? We're going to do something about what's happening here. They've been taking our people for far too long, so we needed to head east. We sent a party on already. I'm sure you heard them. We're coming in from behind to kind of clean a few things up. We are hoping that your friends here would be able to, t- to just give us a little insight into the keep, but I'm sure we'll make do one way or another. There's a sally port that you can get to by climbing some vines on a wall. I think you better get going because you're, you, might, you might be running a little too late at this point. We'll make do. Thank you for the information. And as, as he says that, all of these this group comes through. There's actually about eight of them total. They come from different places. They're sort of moving around you. Some of them walk through rather closely. Some of them just, you just see on the edge of your vision. They're all sooty. They're all pale. And the majority of them are all, they look like humans, except for this paleness and, and these, you know, these veins that show through their kind of translucent skin. And few of them are on these drakes. Amelius? Yeah. We've given you this information. You say you can help us if we come back here? He looks at Relop and kind of looks back at you, and he says, if you're here to take issue with the Guadrim or the Night Witches, Philobras are good friends to have. They lair out of the wood to the east and the north. We are located to the west. The Shadow Keep is to the south of a wide lake south of the mountains to the west. And he turns to Relop and he says, I have a feeling you'll find it if you want to. Just kind of nod and wave at, uh, wave at him and the uh, everyone else that's kind of passing by. Okay. There's one night witch in particular we're looking for. Her name is Faridwin. Do you know of her? He says, I do know of Faridwin. What has she been doing here? That I don't know. If you're looking for the night witches, you need to find the mirror tree of Araloth. It's in the wood. When we come back, we are only looking for her, but we'll destroy anything that's between us and her. We aren't always terribly near, but if you give us a little a little bit of a heads up, we might be might be able to assist when the time comes. Zane will just nod and say, I will call on you. Amelius, have you ever heard the term Frenlira? 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 I have not. It sounds like it's from the elven language. It's a tower devoted to, well, we call her Venifer. Mm, there are many in the world, I think, depending on which side you're on. 
backs up towards the edge of your vision you know he kind of seems to have a feel for like how far you'll be able to see him before he steps off and he says good luck in your journey to Zan and he says if I see you again I hope you bring your friends and he looks at Relop smiles and kind of puts his hand up with his star and then steps into the darkness I'll keep waving with the hand that's got the star on it suddenly it's very silent just kind of a little bit of a wind on the air and it's like those people were never here I hope they survive let's get out of this place quite so grab the uh, sheath or sword and grab the uh, tuning fork is everyone ready get your things Daryl's bouncing around inside the tent he didn't really want to come out or inside the dome I should say all right once everybody's got their stuff together she'll cast plane shift Okay, everybody gets their hands together. Hold hands. Aww. Including Daryl. By the way, Relop, he's very excited to leave. It's, <laughs> it's funny because there was, oh you know, there was some fire and soot and things, and that seems like he would like it, but he does not like it. He wants <laughs> to be the fire. <laughs> you, um, everybody holds hands, and she runs through the, with the tuning, you know, has this tuning fork in, in one of her hands as she holds, holds someone else's. And... The sword, Lucan's, uh, you could tell it just like it, 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 you know, understands enough to to realize that it's going home, right? It's going to the light, and it's so excited. <laughs> and nice. you get the impression like it, it wants, you know, you you need to unsheathe them as soon as possible in the sunlight. Like he can't wait. Almost feels as though the wind picks up as the smoke sort of whips around you into a little cyclone as the spells, you know, sort of shifts things around you, suddenly you are in the light again. Everybody's eyes squint. You are on top of a building. (laughs) There's horizontal logs on each edge, and on one of them there's a giant eagle that's perched on one of them, you know, and there's kind of a nesting up here. No eggs or anything like that, but uh, there's some bones and things and some, you know, droppings from from the eagle. (laughs) <laughs> you seem to be on top of the main keep in Bale in the Lair. Buzz, we should have thought that one through. Yeah, mm-hmm. that though. How was uh, I supposed to know where we would land? Has a little bit of a shifting to it. <laughs> well, we could have gone back to where we left from. I don't know if that's how that works. We're out of the place, so that's all I care about. There, sure. There is a trap door. How <laughs> far it? <laughs> <laughs> How, how far is it to the, the from where we're at to the ground? Probably three stories. Thirty. Hey, Relap, can you <laughs> cast a spell that lets us just drop down <laughs> instead of going through the keep? Yep. <laughs> Might be less awkward that way. Trust fall. I jump off. So yeah, jump off with you. All right. All right. Everybody, everybody floats down, and the citizenry is like, "Oh no, I didn't! I didn't actually cast the spell." Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Trust me, everybody." You guys hear? You guys hear this? Remotely as a handhold, I'm just gonna climb down. <laughs> you all hear this obnoxiously loud "wee," and you look back, and it's Lucan's sword. <laughs> yeah, it's not Lucan; it's the sword. Yep. <laughs> So everybody flutters down off the keep, except for Holg, who is deftly climbing his way down. He actually gets down faster than everyone else, <laughs> sort of leaning against the skull when everybody gets down there. Lucan, you do land outside of the smithy, and you hear your 
sword again, sort of singing to you, saying, more light, more light, I need the sun. I have the sword out. It's like basking in it. Like it's the, you know, the music is just like loving this light. You know, it's been in darkness for who, you know, who knows how long. And it's just in heaven. What time of day does it look like? She's trying to get a sense of if time dilates different or. Pretty early morning on the 4th, which would mean you've been gone for just about a full day. Which so, tracks with how long we were actually gone. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't seem too off. Lucan, after you you flutter down and see that Holg is already leaning up against the giant dragon skull because he climbed down faster than you guys fell, um, you see that you're kind of standing in front of the, the forge where you had work being done. There's these little ferret creatures running around. There are kids chasing them around and some pigs that are just sort of making themselves at home in town. And a lot of people just kind of getting to work for the day. There seems to be wagons going out that'll probably come in with harvest of sorts. Well, Lucan's smiling and taking in the fresh air. And he's going to walk into the smithy shop. Smells and sounds of the smithy as you, as you walk in. Smithy himself is, you know, we've seen him multiple times at this point. His name is Treor. Blonde guy with braids. Braids are popular here. And he's actually working at this point. There's another guy working in the in the shop that you hadn't seen before. He's a little bit older and he has gray braids, but they're just sort of messy. Like he just kind of looks like sort of a wild mad scientist, sort of Albert Einstein, except that somebody braided his hair poorly. And Treyor says, well, hello, I have something for you, sir. All right. And he brings out this horn that he's had put into one of his cabinets. You know, remember he had all these scrolls and things stashed away. And it is black dragon's horn. He had already told you that it was going to be a little bit bigger and heavier and kind of sturdier than your typical signal horn. I mean, it's not ridiculous, but it's definitely a large signal horn. And um, it's, you know, smooth black horn. It's ringed with small golden dr draconic runes. He kind of, you know, gives it to you and says, give it a try, give it a try. He, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to wake everybody up, won't I? <laughs> no, no, no. The we're, the city's bustling. The city's bustling. We're, we're, we're workers here. Hold on one second. He, he takes the horn and he's going to go see if Holg is still standing by the door. Holg, you still over there? Yeah, I'm just kind of be leaning by. and Lucan's going to put the horn kind of on the other side of the wall, kind of close to the door by Holg and blow as hard as he can. All right. It's deep and kind of unsettling. Like it's a rough, you know, it's a deep sound that comes out of it. Like a, almost like a soft, or uh, not soft, a, uh, a rumbling roar in a sense comes out of it. I mean, it's not really a roar, but you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's got a very sort of rough tone to it. No, uh, I'm going to jump. Uh, I'm going to spin around the corner and throw a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead and roll with uh, disadvantage since you're just sort of blindly throwing. Both single digits, so that's great. <laughs> 13. Lucan, this dagger just sort of hits you right, you know, in the chest. It doesn't hurt, doesn't go through your armor, but it just hits right in, the, in your chest and sort of drops in front of you with a tink. Lucan smiles at Holg and says, hey, it works. And then he turns back around to the <laughs> smithy. 
And he says, so I told you that there, you know, we used some of the, the dragon parts in the process and I had these enchantments that I could do. And so this is called the Horn of Torment. It allows you to choose a creature of your choice uh, within a certain range. And you can make it so that only that person hears the horn if you want them to. Lucan looks over at Hulk again for a minute. <laughs> then looks back and says, hey, that's great. Oh, this is fantastic. I appreciate it. This thing's beautiful. Hulk, I hope you don't plan on sleeping anytime soon. Mm. So Lucan's going to get the other horn out that he had. So Treor, I wanted to give you this second horn from that dragon, and I wanted your village to keep it. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm sure I could, we could find maybe find a way to uh, work work out a sigma horn for the for the city itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's very absolutely. gracious of you. No, no problem. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Uh, I did want to point out this is a Croeda, the crazy-haired guy. Croeda is the town herbalist, and he's been helping me with some of the stones. Now they'll still be, you know, I'm, I'm going to start on the sword today, um, and then, but he's already started in on some of the stones. So Great. Um, I'll be, you know, it'll, it'll probably be a little over a Ducati before they're all done. Um, is there a place that you would like them sent to, or you, are, I could send them to Woods End or have them send them your direction? I'll find a place and uh, let you know let me let me check on that okay i was just thinking i i you know i'm not trying to pull any extra money from you by, by any means but you know if, if you wanted to sort of help me with the, the 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 process of you know payment for messengers and things like that just a little bit of of that would be appreciated just so i can make a little money on the process yeah absolutely absolutely how much do you want I'm rich. <laughs> you know, he says like 10 gold would probably cover it, you know, to get it to even like Prince Holm or something, just depending on where you want it. Yeah, okay. That'll work. I'll give him 10 gold. And some of the scales that we got too, I think they're going to be nice. We're going to turn them into little scale brooches. That sounds we'll great. Gild them a little bit with some gold. And then the ore will probably be a while yet. Um, well, I'm going to start on the sword first, so my plan for that would be probably, I'm guessing, this is the fourth today, I'm guessing maybe the ninth. I should be done with it. That's my, my hope anyway. But I can send that with the stones to wherever you need them. If you're not here. If you're still here, then great. Sounds good. Relop looks up from his book and walks into the uh, blacksmith. Um... There's a dagger laying on the floor at the door. Oh, nice. Free dagger. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's free. It's free. That's all right. I'll take it back later. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to ask him if they've got a place in town for, like, adventuring gear, where I can get adventuring gear. Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. What do you need? Well, from here, uh, I need some ball bearings, a couple of shovels, and some crowbars. Um, he can tell. He can help you with the crowbars and the shovels. Ball, ball bearings seem a little specialized for here. I don't know why he would have them. Okay. But I think that crowbars and shovels he could he could definitely help you with. You know, he's the town smith, not just weaponsmith or anything. So 
Right, right, right. Probably um, has some on hand he could dig up. I'm looking for about a dozen of each. A dozen crowbars and shovels? Yeah. Who are you burying? Do you have the shovels? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Croata, the guy with the crazy hair, he looks up and he says, more like, who you digging up? <laughs> I don't know that uh, you need to be in on this uh, conversation, Greta. <laughs> he says, I, I think we could probably dig some of those up for you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. I see what you did there. Um, yeah, he says, give me, a, give me a little bit of time. I don't have them sitting around here, but I bet I could collect them. And then what I'll do is I'll just promise some of the people that I'll, I'll hook them up with new ones. So they might be a little bit used. Would that be okay? That should be okay. What about uh, pitons? Pitons for climbing? Probably could. If I don't have that, that's simple enough to put together. You give me, give me a, a day, and I can put a handful together for you. Are you looking for a dozen of those? Uh, I need twenty-five of those to be precise. They both look at each other. This is getting more and more interesting. Uh, twenty-five. I don't think I'd have by the end of the day, but uh, I could probably. Probably have them for you tomorrow. Okay. What? Yeah, there's, there's no hurry on that. Creator, you might be able to help me with some of this as well. Does anyone know where I can get some block and tackle? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, farmers use such things, so we've got that around. Okay. All right. Then, just exactly what this, are you up to? Is this going to be 50 of those or? Uh... <laughs> no, I only need two. Oh, well, that's easy enough. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. Nice. And, uh, actually, Kareta, you might be able to help me with some of the other stuff. Do you know where I can get, uh, some jugs and vials? Depending on the number. Uh, I need 25 jugs and 15 vials. Give me, well, I guess if we're going till tomorrow, I could probably scrounge some up for you. I might have to, again, you know, sort of move around the, around the town a little bit and barter a few things sure if if it, those jugs could be corked that'd be that'd be perfect you could just buy 25 jugs from the the distillery over there and there you go that could work then i need, just need uh about five uh fishing tackles what are you up to that we can do okay do you know who would be able to sell me some silk rope? Silk rope. Yeah, that's kind of a specialty item for. Yeah, that might be a little bit. I could look for you, but I, I, I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of silk here. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want hemp rope. I'd prefer silk. Yeah, and then uh, the ball bearings whenever you get a chance. I don't know who I'd talk to about that. Do you know who I'd talk to about that? Yeah, I don't know where you're gonna get ball bearings in town. Okay, there's not like a, a adventuring supply. No, uh, I mean this is Smithy's about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of looking right. at it. I'm going to go around and trade some things to get the stuff you need for you. Okay. All right. Well, I do appreciate uh, the help with the items. Then uh, I'm going to go back to the uh, inn and uh, work on some stuff. So, Lucan turns to Merc and says, "Man, gnomes are always up to something, aren't they?" He always has a trick up his sleeve, that's for sure. Did I see Relop pick up my dagger? Uh, I'd imagine. Okay. 
waiting game. <laughs> <laughs> now we play the waiting game. Uh, Zan will go over to Lucan as he comes out. If you don't mind, I wouldn't mind taking a look at that new sword you have. Yeah, go right ahead. Can you hear it? Yes. But I want to know a little bit more about it before we fully entrust what it is and what it wants us to do. I think it wants to fight the darkness, but definitely. Go ahead. Here it is. Alright, so she'll take the sword and she'll make her way over towards the lake edge where she hey. was hearing the singing hey. before. Hey, Zan. Yeah. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yes, it's very sharp. You're welcome to come along if you're worried. Okay. He comes along. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go over to the uh, kind of the lake edge where the song was singing before with sure. it. Kind of going out the front gates and yep. down the yep. road just slightly. Yep. Yep, she's going to start pulling out a number of things from her satchel that she's had for a while, probably since Lucidum. Um, you see her pull out some ivory strips, along with these small blocks of incense, and she starts setting up a bit of a ritual around it. So I would like to take the ten minutes it takes to cast Legend Lore on Night's Fall. So, you saw this spell cast with... Renwell, he cast it on, I think, the eye at one point. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it, it sort of gives, you know, sometimes it's a little bit cryptic, but it just kind of gives like a sort of a statement. It's, a, you know, this little description of what it is. When you when you cast it, it really comes in as, it's like a voice in your head. You know, like some narrator telling you a tale, in, in a sense. And for Night's Fall, it says the sword of Sir Reinhold was created by the, uh, in secret by the Order of Light during the rise of Tenebris. It fell countless minions of darkness, primarily gutting Arsenaeums and raising nearly half of Venifer's towers, raising with a Z. Reinhold met his end after taking the fight to the Realm of Darkness and the sword lay buried for countless generations. So I would imagine as Xana's casting that spell and it's kicking off, her eyes are kind of glowing uh, with the radiant energy that usually does. She's saying these words to you. She's repeating what it says, but it's with that kind of discordant, acquiring uh, voice over Perfect. herself as she is announcing that to Lucan there on the edge of the lake. Lucan's all smiles. All right, well... I don't think it wants to kill us or anything, and she'll just hand it back to you. Hey, Sam, look at this new horn that I got made. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. I think Hulk heard it, too. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> we'll see how much more he's able to hear at all after this, but... Yep. So how long are we staying here? I think we can go as soon as possible. Well, Relapse just gonna get uh, back to the inn and uh, do instant summons. Uh, two more times, and then start working on his spells, so that's pretty much my future. What are you instant summoning? Oh, uh, I'm gonna cast it on the Cloak of Protection and Siren, my, uh, wand. Uh, as Relop goes towards the end, I'm going to try and pilfer back my dagger. Slide of hand. Reliable talent. <laughs> 25. Okay. Uh, yep. 
Alright, thank you. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I rolled. So <laughs> I rolled a dice. Hulk, you, you did such a good job, you're not even sure where the dagger is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll find its way to Lucan at some point or another. <laughs> uh, when he goes sits down to study in the bar, what uh, what do you need all these weird things? Block and tackle? Are you going to summon a horse or something? I've got a few experiments that I'd like to try out and need to pick up some equipment for it, so that's all. Experiments in, like, regards to nothing? All right. Good talk. <laughs> no, I just need to work on a couple of things. I definitely need to work on getting my spells, but I think I might be able to uh, make use of Zan's... Uh, decanter that Zan has. Curiosity. Well, you certainly piqued mine. So, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish or fail to do? Just seeing how... seeing what the uh, capabilities of the item are. It's a handy item to have, and if we can make use of it without me having to search out water every time we go out into the wilderness, then something to take a look at. Sure. Now, what exactly does the block and tackle, the fishing tackle, and I start listing off all the random things that he bought, have to do with any of this? Never know when you're going to need block and tackle. Do you have block and tackle? Yeah, no. Okay. Let's go with no. Okay. Well, I know that I don't have it. I'm not too certain about the uh, twins, but Olg might have a pulley just for giggles, but it's always good to have all that equipment. Now that we have a giant vacuum in the astral plane that we can place stuff, wouldn't hurt you, to hold on to a couple of items in case we need it. Well, we did have two uh, two explorers packs worth of gear. Maybe we should go through that. I think you put it in your bag of holding. Yeah, I can I'll toss that stuff in the uh, portable hole as well. That you're just wanting some gear just to be on the safe side, and that's it. Yep, that's what I'm looking for. And you want a thousand ball variants just to have to be on the safe side. Well, eleven thousand, but they don't seem to have any here, so. Eleven thousand. Yep. Just in case. Just in case what? You want to booby trap a whole castle? Well, could could help moving heavy items. It's just good stuff to have. I feel like there's a spell for that. There might be. 11,000 ball bearings. Reminds me about this kid that was protecting his home on Lucid Day. Said something something about filthy animals. Ah, what was his name? No idea what you're talking about. It must be a <laughs> Lucite thing. It was. God, what was it? God, what was that kid's name? Kevin, maybe? <laughs> anyway. Really gonna go back down to the shore of the lake and see if I can find those two kids that I talked to the last time. That's where the twins are, isn't it? Um, sure, we could have them show up around the same time. You okay with that, Hulk? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, when you get down there, you see the twins. Zan's passing back the sword, and Lucan is looking at it admirably. Roll, roll my eyes at that. 
uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of go wide and see if I see the... Uh, okay, you're trying to stealth? Younglings running around. Don't want them to see you? I'm not, I'm not too concerned about whether they see me or not. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, so guys, you see um, Holg sort of making a wide berth around you, sort of, and uh, he's making his way down the lake a little bit. There are a few kids playing down there. So, Holg, as you get closer to that direction, you think, because there's that now there's five kids down here, mm-hmm. um, but you think that it might be this Dorna and Brivy. You specifically remember Dorna being this very pensive, strangely mature girl, and she's actually, you know, they're all playing around. A couple of them are actually... Like the boys are, are specifically are kind of playing around in the mud and she's sort of sitting back. She's watching them, but she's not really involved um, like the rest of them. And so she, she kind of stands out to you and you think it's her. Okay. Uh, I'll come up alongside her and just kind of like sit down next to her. All right. So you guys see her or see Hold kind of approach these kids. <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, probably just relaxing. Um, let me. I'm gonna go speak with him and see what he's doing. You want me to meet you back in town? You're not gonna leave him be. <laughs> no, I'm curious as to what's going on. All right, I'll, I'm gonna sit here for a little bit. All right. So Zan will make her way over that direction. Right. Uh, before she gets over there, I'm gonna just speak with Dorna about. Uh, well. I don't think you'll be hearing songs from the lake anytime soon. She says, yeah, I haven't been. They stopped last night. Uh, apparently our, our paladin acquired a new companion who happened to be the voice, I guess. She kind of looks at you like she doesn't understand. Did it either. I'm, I don't understand how... You and gesturing back over my shoulder, like these two were able to hear anything. But I guess faith is an odd thing. She says, I kind of miss it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe you'll find your own voice for song. She just kind of shakes her head kind of slowly she's slowly making sense of what that might mean for her. are you and your friends and she can see that Zan's getting closer she says are you and your friends staying for a while uh, I'm not entirely sure but I would imagine we will be making our way Probably sooner rather than later. Are you going to Wood's End? Believe that's the plan. I think it would be really nice if there were more visitors from Wood's End. Yeah. Perhaps we I can see what we can do about that. Zan, you kind of get up to him. Just kind of walking slowly, just enjoying the lake, but making your way at least in that direction. Hello, Hold. Who's your new friend? Oh, you know, just just some kids. 
Just wanted to see what they were doing. She says, I'm Dorna. What's your name? My name is Anafia. Nice to meet you, Dorna. She'll kind of kneel down and kind of put her hand out. She shakes her hand. She says, I like your armor. <laughs> I just got it. Reminds me of fish. Yeah, oh. the scales. And she's separated from the rest of the kids, right? Yeah, she's kind of. They, I mean, the other kids are kind of, they, they're certainly aware that you're up there, but they're kind of goofing around and she's you know she's this this pensive little girl sitting with her knees up in the grass along the uh, uh, sort of at the top of the shore do you not want to play with the others she says sure i just sometimes it's fun to just kind of witness that's how i used to be too people are interesting you think yeah don't you i think it depends on the person well they're interesting. Look at them. They're all kind of muddy down there at this point. <laughs> well, you know, there's sometimes in life you just need to get a little dirty. It's probably true. She kind of straightens her dress out. Kind of works the wrinkle out of the dress on her le- or the cloth on her leg. It's kind of something I've just been learning too, actually. I kind of raise an eyebrow at that. <laughs> Just don't let your brother hear that. He's going to say that I've been rubbing off on you. You don't think you have been? I think people are free to make their own choices. Whether that's influenced by anyone else or not is kind of moot. Dorna, have you traveled much? She kind of looks a little bit wide-eyed at you and she says, Me? No. You haven't gone anywhere nearby here? No, I'd like to someday. Like to go to Woods End. I would do it as soon as you can. Sooner you get to see the way other people live, the better it is for your own outward opinion of the world. Well, I will when I can, that's for sure. Just always remember to keep an open mind. Do you think that's why I heard that song? She looks up at Holg. You know, it's a strong possibility. And then she looks at Holg again and she says, I think you'll hear the song someday. Maybe. But I don't know if I'll, I don't think I'll hold my breath for that. What song? She kind of looks at, looks at Zan and then kind of looks back at Holg. She wants to know whether or not it's safe to say in a, in a sense. And then she. Yeah. Uh, Holg nods. He's like, it's okay. The song from the lake. You heard music in the lake? Someone singing to you? Yeah. It's gone now, though. Just kind of staring at Holg a little bit, kind of incredulously, like... uh, Do you... Do you know Lucian? I've heard of Lucian, the light god. Yes. I don't know. I feel like I kind of know him. I just feel like I there's kind of a connection that I didn't that no one else seems to understand is there a church here no I know what a church is though do your parents worship him no and you've not read about him or anything you just feel him yeah I think that's a good way to put it 
kind of just nods a little bit, but she has this not worried look on her face, but just kind of a concern kind of. Well, uh, would you like to hear the song again? I would. She'll get up from her kneeling position and reach her hand out for the girl. She looks at Hulk again. <laughs> uh, again, not either. Much. It's okay. She's a she's a friend. All right. She takes your hand. All right. So she'll pick her up and she'll lead her over to Lucan with the sword. Lucan is singing with the sword <laughs> by the lake. We're not trying to traumatize. <laughs> she says, is, is this your brother? Yes. We both follow Lucian. He's he's the god that we worship and that our people worship. Uh, well, hello there. <laughs> she says, you kind of look alike. He's slightly older than I am by at least a few minutes. She's a little perplexed by that. She doesn't seem to quite get get the <laughs> a joke. She's gonna let it let it ride. We actually found the thing that was singing, and we we have it. Do you want to see it? She almost looks like she's a little scared for a second. Like she's just like a little concerned about what the thing would be. Right? <laughs> what is it? It's a sword. Lucan walks over to her and kneels down and holds the sword next to her. And he says, "You can hear that." And it starts to it starts to play like it was kind of playing for Lucan when it, when you guys came up, but then it starts to play a little bit. It's really not you know sometimes it just sort of goes into song where it's not really saying much. It's just sort of coming up with a little bit of a melody, almost like it's humming or something. And it just kind of does it for her, like it it understands. And it kind of puts this puts this song out, and she kind of tears up a little bit, and she Lucan, says, "That's what I heard." Lucan says, "You're a blessed little girl if you can hear this song. This is night's fall." And then he's going to go in and tell her the complete story behind it. She says, "It's pretty." I agree. Like your sister's armor. Yes, just like my sister's armor. <laughs> Do you use one of these? She looks up at Zan. She kind of smiles at that. And she goes, yes, but it doesn't sing. I'm going to get one that sings. If we find one, I will send it here for you. She smiles. <laughs> Better get some practice in. You want to make sure you know how to use one first. She says, if, and if that doesn't happen, I'll find my own, you know, big toothy grin. <laughs> and these muddy kids come running up and they're like, Dorna, what are you doing? She says, what are you doing? Your mom's going to be upset with you for all that mess. She says, come on. And they, they, you know, they sort of start pulling her away and heading back towards the gate. She kind of looks back and kind of still has that same smile. Hog wades back as well and kind of leans over to Zan. I think we're going to see some pretty amazing things out of that one. Zan smiles at that too and she's like, I hope so. No, I know it. She'll stand up. How long are we staying in town, do you think? 
I think we need to get on the road as soon as possible. We got business to do at Wood's End. All right. Hold, do you have anything else here? Look back over across the lake. No, I think I'm good. I'll just start heading back to the inn. I'll follow. Yeah, Lucan will follow as well. So you three walk into the inn, and Merc is grabbing a drink from the bar while Relop is sitting in one corner, basically perusing spells. Lucan walks up. To, sits next to Merc at the bar and says, hey Merc, I got a question for you. Um, I need to get some stuff shipped out to Woods End. I'm having made here. What would be a safe person to ship that to? Do you have any idea these days? Tim Stamper was a good man. He'd probably receive it for you. Tim Stamper, huh? Okay. Perfect. Thanks. I mean, if you want to send it to the place, there's always the watery mink. The watery mink, huh? Yeah. Probably, uh, you know what? If if this guy named Tim's out there, I'm gonna trust him over the, over the place. So, sure. I'll have him track him down. In fact, I'm gonna go tell the Smithies real quick. So I'll be, I'll be back after a little bit, guys. Sure. sure. Merc Relop, do you have a preference of when we leave? When are we heading to Woods End? Well, not gonna lie, I'm not in a hurry to kill my brother, but. I think it's been put off long enough. We have to at least end his influence with the church. You don't have to kill him, do you? Do you think that his influence with the church or anything is going to end with anything other than his death? A trial? It would be ideal. I don't have faith in that. Incarceration, at the very least? We need information from him. We need to know how far this corruption spreads. If you just kill him, it gets us nowhere. I don't know that stopping him without killing him is an option, Zan. I'm not saying I'm not willing to help you do it. I'm just saying we should try to do something else instead if we can. I think he's a rabid dog. I don't know if he's acting like one. He seems fairly calculated in his moves. You still have to put him down. In the end, that'll be your choice. Also, the man likes taking notes, so... Maybe we can get some information out of him that way. I suppose. You have one of his journals, at least. If he has more of them, then maybe we can get a hold of them? Yeah. Maybe. Or if he has people working under him that we could question. But in any case. He definitely has Lucite Paladins and he's trying to wrest power away from the Silver Swords. Do you think, I mean, we, we should be able to turn some of those Paladins. Maybe. I hope so. I'm just afraid of how many people he's hurt. I should have stopped him instead of running away. You mean before? Yes. Before. Do you think you would have had everything you needed to do that back then? I would have had my grandfather's sword, and I don't know if I would have needed anything else. I don't, I don't recall the, your grandfather's sword, but where is it? 
been Wood's Inn. It always has been. Does Asher have it? I'm assuming so at this point. I, um, faked my death. I had to leave the sword as part of that, and otherwise nobody would have believed it was really me. Is it magical? It was magical to me. If he wields it against us, what do we have to worry about? Listen, I didn't fully understand that sword. It was, uh, seeming to make whoever wielded it immensely powerful. Maybe it was just in their minds, I don't know. In any case, we need to get there, and sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> Staying one more night, then? I mean, I was assuming we were leaving in the morning. What were you thinking? That's fine. I didn't know we could leave now if we needed to, but we could stay one more night. I wouldn't mind a bed for one more evening. Yeah. You know it's going to look real bad for you and your family, right? What is? You going to Woods End? <laughs> if it doesn't Wha go the way that we planned, they could say that you are in league with Tharaville and try to shame the rest of your family and strip them of power. You know that, right? She thinks about that for a second and just nods and says, I think if it becomes public knowledge, even half of what we did during this trip, I'm in trouble anyway. Well, half the stuff that we did during this trip needed to be done. I'm not saying it didn't. But yeah. I'm not that worried about my family name at the moment. This is more important. I know what I'm doing and what I'm doing it for. Same. I've actually considered changing mine, actually. To what? Valen, maybe. Not mercenary, just my last name. That's a wonderful name. I'm sure he would be proud to have you as part of his family. I was part of his family. Then you can make it official. I suppose so. <laughs> I should speak to him sometime. Miles? Ah, he's six feet under. He talked to his son, though. That's who I meant. I don't think I knew Miles. Oh, Miles was my grandfather, who's the man that uh, trained Orem. His son, Miles Valen II, is the captain of the Silver Swords. He might be useful to us. All right. We should definitely be counting up our allies before we go there, so we know who to speak to. Well, I think Miles, my uncle, Lieutenant Dice uh, Fearham, and Sergeant Tim Stamper would be our best choice. They would at least have an, uh, a situation. They would have an understanding of the situation. And all of them are silver swords? Yes. I wonder what the status of their order is right now. Asher's been waging a silent war against them. How many of them are there? Are they even still in a position to be able to do something? They're a body that knows something. That's enough use for me. All right. You know the city better than any of us, so... We're following your lead when we get there. Well, I think the first thing is, is we need to scout the situation out and uh, have a meet of them outside of the city. So perhaps sending a message when we get closer. I don't know him, so I'm not sure if I can send him a message, but... I know all of them pretty well. I could describe them to 
We'll have to think about that. I'm not sure either, but maybe I can come up with something. Very well. Lucan comes walking back into the bar <laughs> and sits down next to you two, and he goes, all right, guys, I suppose we should probably talk about heading out to Woods End and what we're going to do, huh? Yeah, you could say that. That's a great idea, Lucan. We should definitely do that. I'll let you and Merc do so. Excuse me, and she'll just make her way out of the two of them. Great, sounds good. <laughs> I remember that, Zan. <laughs> she kind of waves to you with a slight smile on her face. She's making her way over to another table. Night gets kind of rowdy here. You know, we've seen that before. People like to dance. People like to sing. Everybody's probably pretty happy that they chose to stay, you know, because it's nice to just enjoy yourself a little bit before you hit the road. I had mentioned, I think, previously that the uh, Venholm bar that had been there, the one that wore the tartan and had the cat, had apparently moved on. But they've got the the big guy, you know, s- singing. Frid, the big guy, the the sort of local bard is playing tonight. He has his pan pan pipes, which are made of big. They're sort of oversized. They seem to be made from bone, and he's playing a lot of, you know, very sort of festive music. You know, it's dance music. There's a good amount of uh, mead that just uh, they just opened a opened a case of mead and so that's kind of what's flowing tonight but you certainly can get your ale if you'd like it mead perfect Fred is excited to sort of you know, in between his singing and that kind of thing he comes around and he tries to it's like it's kind of like he's one of those guys that seems to kind of linger for a minute to see if maybe you'll buy him a drink and then if you don't he'll buy you a drink anyway and I'll, I'll buy him a drink <laughs> but he uh you know he, he w- wants to know if you, if there's any tales to to add if you remember arn the other one was the one that had really taken down your information about killing the dragon and so you know he saw that and he's like hey i could collect stories from these guys and so he's looking to see if you've got anything that you want to add that he could try to put to put into his repertoire does lucan have stories <laughs> so lucan's been drinking and he's been having fun celebrating because he knows there's a long road ahead so he will totally hang out with Brid and sing songs and buy drinks and great show off his sword and talk about the sword and... by the end of the night like you know he's trying to listen to the uh, prids holding the sword and trying to listen to the pummel because if you hold the pummel up to your ear everybody can hear that there's sort of lucite prayers being muttered just real softly the music's a different thing, but uh, but he so Lucan shows Prid that during a quiet moment, and Prid is just like you know it's like listening to a record or something like what, and just kind of listening into this thing as it prays. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, it's actually in lingual. So out of the pummel comes some lingual, but the music is in celestial. I'll Break ask- out is, like harmonica play some music as well. Lucan's gonna play. So, Lucan, make a performance check with your harmonica. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Are you, you got a six? Yep. I was going to ask you if you would like to take this advantage because you're drinking or if you're <laughs> you Well, doesn't need it. Yep, so, still got a six. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's being charming enough that people aren't completely turned off by it, you know, and they also are a little bit tipsy. It's certainly not hitting the notes that he would love to hit, 
but you know, it's he's not completely embarrassing himself. He's not fully proficient with it either, so he's sort of making stuff up. Oh yeah, he's largely just yelling things in Celestial like "Hello." <laughs> yep. <laughs> what I wouldn't do to have a bottle of like permanent glue right now. <laughs> <laughs> Zan will ask uh, Prid if he knows of uh, Adorna in the city, the little girl. He says, oh, Adorna, kind of serious girl, right? That's uh, that's Dawn and Divine. And what do they do in the city? Oh, they're uh, they're farmers. They they live just outside of the city, and they have a couple of fields north of the lake. Could you possibly give something to her? We're leaving tomorrow morning, and I don't know if I'll be able to see her again, but I have something I wanted her to have. I can certainly do that. I, you know, At the very least, I know I know Aerodon and Divine enough to that I could get it to them, and they could get it to, to their daughter. She kind of thinks about that for a moment and shakes her head. If you can give it to her directly, I think that would be best. He kind of gives you know, one eyebrow up, and he says, what is it? She'll reach into her satchel and she'll pull out a golden lucite holy symbol. Oh. Well, that's pretty. <laughs> golden uh, sword. Uh, yes, it's not sharp or a weapon or anything, but it's... Sure, sure. But the, you know, the, the image. Yes. We had a conversation earlier and I meant to g- give it to her and I forgot completely. So I just don't know if I'd have a chance to see her again. I didn't want to bother the family, but... If you could just give that to her directly, I, I think she would appreciate it. And tell her it's from uh, Sanafia. He puts his hand on his heart and says, it will be done. Thank you. Kind of puts it into a bag and sets it down on the stage and kind of starts playing again. Mm-hmm. All right. Place gets kind of rowdy in a good way, typically. Everybody kind of calls it a night. Think so? When I uh, go to bed, I'm going to out some uh, sand and a feather and cast dream. Okay. okay. And try and get a hold of Renwell. Alright. You go to bed kind of uh, late or early? What do you, what, what's your... Yeah, I'll probably go to um, just kind of hang out until everyone else starts to go to bed and then I'll just go to, go to bed and see if I can't get a hold of him. So you enter this dream, Renwell kind of sits up. This must be in his, you know, he's got this sort of mansion underneath Rontamon, and uh, right, right. this must be his quarters, which you never would have seen. And he says, excuse me. How did you fare do from the siege? Well, a little bit of cleanup, but it seems to have cleared up, right? The the eye was definitely the tur- the turning point. Yeah. You probably noticed that we got that destroyed for you. What can I do for you, young wizard? I am currently traveling with Lucite Church in great numbers. And as you might imagine, it's a little difficult for me to get a hold of any scrolls or spells or anything of use to me. I have a surplus of spells that I'm currently working on, but I was wondering if you might be able to uh, arrange some sort of sale of scrolls. 
I'm not quite sure I'm understanding. I'm I'm not a merchant, you know. I understand. However, one of them is specifically your spell. I'm interested in the sanctum. One of my design? Yeah. And so you're hoping to purchase a scroll from somewhere in your travels? And you're hoping yeah. that I'll get the scroll there for you? Yeah, or if you've got uh, a means of delivery that could be discreet. I'm just having trouble finding spells on my journeys. I know you're not a merchant, but I figure a wizard of your ability would probably be able to, if not have the scroll available, know of someone that I might contact that he could says help you, me get that. You also uh, assume that a wizard of my ability doesn't need to sleep at night. Where are you going to be? We are currently in a small hamlet uh, northwest of Woods End. We plan on traveling to Woods End shortly. When you're in Woods End, find the Floating Tribute. The Floating Tribute? It's a shop, but you'll it won't have a sign. It's at the third level of a tower, and you can find it by looking for the pigeon. And I do know that you have a friend among you that has a little bit of experience in dealing with people that don't want to be found. Hmm. Of maybe the criminal type. I bet he could help you as well. But there's an herbalist there named Darium. He's an illusionist. So be careful of what you perceive. Not everything you see will probably be real. Hmm. But if I send him a scroll, it will be real. Well, I would appreciate it. There will probably be a little bit of a markup, certainly, because he's not going to... He doesn't typically work that way, but he'll he'll do me a few favors for some gold. Could I trouble you for at least looking for a few other uh, scrolls for me? He kind of stands up and says, Oh... Oh, it's a dream. And he sort of like a quill kind of bring, you know, pops up into his into his hand and a piece of piece of, piece of parchment pops up into the other. Mm. And he says, I certainly could take a look. No promises. Give me a list. A short uh, list. And I will see what I can do. Certainly. Certainly. The, the ones that I'm most interested in uh, are the transmute rock. Uh, the spell of non-detection and dispel magic and move earth if in the misty step but I've been searching for that for weeks without any he says I think if you're looking hard for things that aren't appearing it's because you're going through the proper channels my understanding is that you're not one that works under the proper channels so stop doing that use yeah. your resources that high orc friend of yours can find people for you if you just ask. Find him, find him at the at the floating tribute, and we'll see what can happen. Thank you. And have gold ready because he will expect it. I certainly will. Enjoy your rest. Just go ahead and fade out. Lucan, you're going to bed in your room, and the sword. It's like you want to sheath it, and it like doesn't want to be sheathed right like it it sort of tells you that it's been in the dark for too long um and it's fine you know like it doesn't 
stop you if you if you see that it's not finding some some way to, to to quit it but it does definitely protest you know like it really doesn't like that and so just even like leaving it out of the sheath for the night like laying it next to the sheath seems to make it happy <laughs> okay it, it sings you a lullaby <laughs> um it actually a does and a curse and it does say too this is in, in its music, right? But it says, I have my blade, yes, indeed. For Lucian's cause, we need a steed. Noted. All right. Everybody wakes up in the morning in the inn, ready to, you know, ready to pack up and head south. That morning, Lucana's going to be outside and uh, cast Find Greater Steed, going to summon a spiritual Pegasus. <laughs> All right. Did you get up pretty early to do it or any any specific I'm just trying to think about like what's going on around you. Um yeah, yeah, fairly early, I guess. Yeah, before a ton of people are up, I suppose. And uh Lucan'll try to calm it and talk to it for a while. So you cast this spell, you basically sit and pray. And that's what the sword's telling you to, you know, for Lucian's aid, sit and pray, answers come in the light of day and the prayer itself is verbal and you kind of have to do a few things with your hands where you're sort of drawing in the power in a sense, but it's more just you sort of praying to Lucian for direction in a sense. And this Pegasus comes down out of the sky, this winged horse. The way the spell seems to work, you know, you're, you're effectively drawing a spirit and you're using Lucian's power to do so horse is a very vibrant white and almost has a little bit of a, a brightness to it um, almost like a slight glow yep and that that's about it just a really super bright white horse kind of nestles in i'm assuming because you get to choose the form is it a, is it celestial for our purposes yes i would say so all right so zan if uh I'm, you usually get up pretty early i'm gonna probably yeah. have you come out and see and by the way the some of the some of the different townspeople have sort of come out to check this thing out because this is not normal right this <laughs> pegasus vibrantly white pegasus that he's standing there talking to so now he's got a and and he can talk to it too like it's uh, it brian it does respond to you so what language would you like like uh, it's celestial speak? would be cool okay is it a boy or girl that's a boy. Okay, so he speaks Celestial, which means that he also <laughs> sort of speaks in music, much like the sword. So he's got a musical sword and a musical horse. And here comes Zan with this sight. I, I assume she's actually went out the back, got the for, to the stables, got Sienna and was leading her around out front. Sure. When she sees this mob of people and so she just kind of walks around the corner, sees it, and her you know eyes wide and her mouth kind of open, like, "What is that?" Like into herself, she's just kind of you know showing amazement as to this thing, and that uh, Lucan seems to be talking to it. Would I would have knowledge of the fact that paladins and clerics and things like that can call, or I guess paladins can call steeds. Um, yeah, you've heard of it before. But I basically, right. I kind of thought since we've never really seen that before, yeah. even though we've seen high-level paladins, I'm going to call it rare at this moment. Okay. Okay, so the amazement kind of turns into a bit of a grin as she makes her way 
that direction, kind of maybe parting the crowd a little bit as she gets close. Good morning, Zan. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. She's just looking at the horse. This is Jericho. Jericho? Yes. Hello, Jericho. And she'll just kind of pet it like a little bit along the neck and head. He's kind of a gift from Lucian. I've heard of such things, but I can't say I've ever seen it. That's amazing, Lucan. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Spent some time with him this morning and kind of uh, kind of just been chatting with him, really. And what does he have to say? He said he's ready to uh, get out into the open air. Uh, you, oh, you're going to fly with this? <laughs> yep. That's amazing. You want to ride? <laughs> um, uh, do you have rope? Make sure I don't <laughs> fall off. I do, I do. All right. Uh, well, maybe we should wait for the others. Or do you want to go now? Eh, the others are going to be sleeping in. Let's go now. Let's give them a ride. All right. She'll tie Sion off to the like front of the uh, bar area and then make her way. All right. Flying in the sky with on this Pegasus. Are you just kind of keeping in the area? Yeah, yeah. Go up the trickle of the water of the waterfall and just sort of like into the above the border wood a little bit. You can see where the I mentioned before when you were coming down the mountain, you can see where the border wood ends and the deep wood begins right there, great wood. Mm. And so you kind of stay away from the from that just to, you know just because it's sort of unknown. Yeah. Yeah, man, um, I'm trying to be super safe right now. Yeah, it just, you know, just so nothing <laughs> surprises you. Com- completely beautiful. I've talked about, you know, for several sessions, we've been in the in, in deep autumn, too. So you're just seeing all these colors of the trees. It's, you know, the morning. At this point, the the sun is just, you know, it's 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 risen, but it's it's still low enough to where you're getting a lot of good colors off in the east. And so it's pretty amazing. Awesome. And, uh, we're going to say that you come down, come back down, you fly around for maybe, a, you know, I don't know, an hour or something like that. And when you come back down, the rest of the group is like starting to get packed up. And so you're all sort of somewhere in that courtyard with the ballista and the giant skull. And here comes the twins on a glowing white pegasus <laughs> what the <laughs> Hog's like I quit I'm out <laughs> Where, where'd you get this <laughs> it was a gift from Lucian so you just wish for it and it shows up yes that is just what he said right. I hold my hand out and I stare at it like really concentrating <laughs> <laughs> His Pegasus bites you. No, I'm just kidding. Do you want to ride? <laughs> no. Hulk, if right. you uh, ever need a diversion, I think we've discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so- I sold my horse back to the stable this morning, so I'll be riding him from now on. Whatever floats your boats, Perseus. Can we get going now? Huh. Perseus. Yes, we can get going. Huh. 
<laughs> That's everybody's response. Huh. huh. Relapse. 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 You want to ride Relapse? No, I appreciate the offer. I will, really <laughs> like... What if he was like, Relapse, like, That's ridiculous. And then he gets on a rabbit and runs on a rabbit. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he his own speed all the time. <laughs> gets on a rabbit with wings and flies away. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> that would look ridiculous. He gets on a rabbit. That's that's absurd. Come here, tortoise. <laughs> Jackalope. This is all I could find, guys. Just a tortoise. It'll Just be a little while. <laughs> I'm still gonna win, though. Yeah. Woods end. Here we go. And you just slowly start walking. Say goodbye to Bale Nolaire. Start heading south. Are you going to try to stay on the edge of the border wood? I am going to let Merc and Relop make those decisions. Yeah, because a guy flying around on all armored up on a flying horse is not going to draw any attention. <laughs> I don't have to be flying the whole time. I can walk him. Merc, you want to take the lead on this? Yeah, I think we just follow the edge of the border wood. Until we get closer, and then we'll cut into the woods. Pure estimation is maybe you might have five days to get there, something like that. Yeah, might as well make good time out of the woods, and when we get a little closer, we'll duck in. So what exactly is the plan once we get to Woods End? Well, we should make contact with uh, either Dice Firm or uh, Tim Stamper. Probably be our best bet. See what they know. See what's going on with Asher figure out something from there should we so, stay off the road so they don't know we're coming i mean he's a powerful cleric what could you do you still have that ring don't you yeah but that only protects me i have a necklace that only protects me but who else would he know the thing is is my ring only protects me from him reading my thoughts and speaking to me i don't think it actually protects him from looking so it's possible if he had that capability because I saw you do it. That he could just see anybody. But I don't know. What would you do to watch the area around you? You know he has the capability of tracking you through blood because you already ran into that. Right. And he's a fool if he doesn't think I'm coming for him at this point. He certainly baited you to come to him. Yeah. He certainly did. I guess I'm trying to get as much of a sense of a surprise that we can get on him if we can. Well, I think the only way we're going to really surprise him is to burn the whole town down. Let's save that down a little bit, maybe. Fuel. <laughs> Fuel? <laughs> Fuel. <laughs> Heading south, it is getting kind of colder and colder each day. The border, along the border wood... Typically, the the biggest threat, if you were just to stay on the edge of the border wood, the biggest threat would be Padrax. But there are decidedly few Padrax along the way. You're not running into the same issues that you would expect. Merc specifically, you know, he kind of knows this area. It's pretty clear that the Padrax problem seems to have thinned out. Why? <laughs> so along the way, you know, you stop. And you make your camp along the along the woods edge. Relop does a little bit of hunting for you because that's kind of his thing. Foraging for food and things like that. He barely brings any mushrooms, so everybody's eating healthy. Primarily going to be 
trying to describe as many spells as possible from the books and whatnot. Sure. So just let me know how many hours I got and start working on it. Yeah. Are you just riding on um, on the back of Merc's horse at this point, or? Yeah. Yeah. So if I can't do it like during the day, then I'll do it at night during watch or it's as yeah. often as possible. So. Sure. I got I got a lot of spells that I need to get. Sure. So. <laughs> I'm gonna say you get a good six hours a day. Cool. That'll work. All right. Anybody else? Uh, Lucan's just gonna kind of help with camps and work out and kind of work with his whore, with his uh, Pegasus. Take people on rides if they want during downtime. Anybody riding with him? <laughs> Probably not a great idea if we're trying to approach quietly to the city, I guess. But <laughs> That was the best. Anyone riding with him? No, Perseus. <laughs> Crickets, crickets, crickets. So un I'm just unbearable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Hog will uh, every now and then stare at his hand and try to summon a new flask. Because <laughs> apparently, if you want it bad enough, it just appears. So, let's say like the third day, when everybody's kind of getting settled in for camp, Lucan's nope. gonna. Lucan's going to take the horn and direct it towards Hulk and make it so he's the only one that can hear it and is going to make it go off really loud. All right. Are you doing it while he's sleeping or just... Like right when we're starting to settle down for bed. Oh, okay. All right, Hulk, you get this horrible, low-roaring sound in your ear. Mm. Nobody else hears it, by the way. Yeah. Okay, we're doing this then. <laughs> <laughs> Lucan's just going to be sitting there with the horn smiling, waiting for him to come out. <laughs> yeah, I stand up, stretch, make eye contact, nod. <laughs> and then when he falls asleep, I'm going to sneak over and fill his greaves and every piece of armor with mud. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought that on himself. <laughs> he really did. He really did. <laughs> All right, so the next morning, Lucan sees his armor and starts to clean it out when he sees Holg that morning he goes yeah I deserved it <laughs> yep <laughs> and I'll walk over for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> alright um, on the fifth day oh it's probably mid afternoon it looks like it's aluminum nine so you come over kind of over a crest and you know it's a little bit hilly it's Relatively flat, but there's a few hills here and there. You come over a crest, and there, in your view, you first see a spire. And then, as you go a little bit further, it starts to grow until you can see Wood's End on the horizon. The trees aren't far from it, so it's sort of backdropped with all of these multicolored autumn trees. Some of them are starting, the tr leaves are starting to fall a little bit, you know, but there's still a lot of color on the trees. The whole town is surrounded by wooden logs, right? They've got this full system of, you know, walls and, and gates. And it's a little bit more, it's, you know, it's a little bit reminiscent of the Crosshair Post, but it's a, it seems to be a little bit more elaborate, if that makes sense. You know, there's lots of, of different levels to it, and the river runs through the town. And so they've they've got systems in which they can sort of, 
uh, it's almost like a dam system, right? Where they can deal with the water and sort of lower things um, and let boats through and all kinds of stuff like that. But as you get closer and closer to it, that's effectively what you see. You know, you can probably from certain angles as the ground changes, you can see certainly different buildings inside. But from your angle, um, you see this wooden cathedral jutting up from this town and it's surrounded by this wooden wall around it and you know Mert can tell you that that what you're seeing really is Wood's End and for those of you that are unfamiliar the other side of the river it's still effectively the same town but they call it Finnis Ligum and it is kind of the sort of the rich side of town and so you're, you're coming up on the sort of every man's part of town. You ready for this, Merc? I don't know if anyone's ready for uh, fretting somebody like this. Well, we're here for you. We'll get it done. And Merc, you can feel through the through destiny because you've put, attached that sword, or that, I'm sorry, you've attached that, the bloodstone that is somehow connected to your family, and you can feel Wolnir's in town. At this point, it's a little bit of a mix, you know, so it's they're clearly coming from that town. You're not surprised by that, obviously. It's very prominent now. You can you can feel it through the sword. All right. I can actually track the near, the closest one, right? Yes. Yeah. You could you could sort of move. It's almost like a like it gives you this weird gut feeling, and you just follow that, and it will lead you to the nearest one. You know. And by the way, if you were to ever hand that sword to someone else and you were there, they would feel the same about you. Like they could, so if like Relop, if you held his sword, you could no. track, <laughs> you could track Merc that way, if that makes sense. Whoever's closest anyway. No holding but, my sword. But Merc, you don't, you don't interfere with your own, or you know, like it, it doesn't, if you're holding it, it doesn't, you're not part of the equation, if that makes sense. Right. Let's, uh, what would surprise Asher? Ah, uh, there should be a lot of people outside the town uh, doing logging and whatnot. We'll see if we can't send mm -hmm. a messenger out into town for us. Yeah, and um, if you move a little bit to the east, actually move into the border wood, you would be able to find logging camps and things like that. That's what I'll do. I'll direct them to go find a logging camp. That way we can send a messenger from there. Have uh, Dice Ferrum and... Uh, Tim Stamper, meet us. You just kind of hang out out there at the... Uh... Locking camp, yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll obviously tip that person a little bit of money. So you spend a little bit of the day, I mean, it um, kind of moves into early evening. The sky's purple, and you've moved into the border wood itself, and Merc has, has directed you through, and you find little pads here and there. He doesn't know the paths from this direction very well but he has kind of a sense of where things might be and he comes up uh he brings you upon a campground and you you know there's some stumps as you start to enter that area like you know he's watching for things like that he kind of knows it from growing up in woods end and past the stumps you actually run into a lot of saplings woods end actually works hard to reforest you know it's a it's a process there 
and so you kind of see that you know many of you who maybe haven't been around woods end may might not have quite recognized that you know in your experience that they they actually are pretty serious about keeping the forest healthy and you come across this camp nearby the saplings and they're by that point there are people that are starting to to kind of call it a night they're they're uh, coming back in foresters who are coming back into town or i'm sorry coming back into camp and you can you can kind of get a feel if you sort of step into that area there's a couple of tents one of the tents is a little bit bigger than other than the others and that usually signifies where you know the people in charge are i'll just uh get on the biggest tent calmly walk into it and announce my presence there's a human probably about 40 to 50 and he is uh he's basically in the middle of cooking um, he's got kind of a little frying pan and a little a little potbelly stove that has a pipe that sticks out of the top of the tent and he's frying up some sort of small animal there's somebody else sitting across from him probably more you know he's 10 years his uh 10 years younger than him and kind of stands up says yes can i help you kind of looks at is it just mark going in or is it everybody well i'll go ahead all right so everybody sort of piles in they kind of look at the group the guy the younger guy looks at you know he sort of scans scans the group he, he sort of looks at zan's armor looks at lucan and he says i'm sorry um is this church business he kind of puts his hand up you know like he's He's ready to sort of try to back you off. Like, what? I'm sorry. What are we? What? what what's happening here? Not much. Sorry to disturb your dinner. I'm looking for a messenger. A messenger for to run the woods in and deliver a message for me. And who are you? Um, we're gonna call myself uh, Mercenary Valin. Valin. Yes, those Valins. Mercenary Valin. He kind of turns. They turn to each other. Do you know Mercenary Valin? That's an that's an interesting name. Who's the message for? Tim Stamper and hmm. Dice Furum. The Stampers are uh, known house as well. Are you? Are you someone we should know? No. Valin, uh... Stamper, Furum. I've heard these names before. I would hope you have heard these names, considering they're all minor nobility and uh, Finis Legum. I'm just looking for a message to be delivered. I don't want to go into the town, and I'm willing to pay for it. I'm sure I could send in a runner. Excellent. Just written word? Yes, that would be good. Go get me Finn. And the younger guy kind of goes out. And then a boy comes in. I mean, he looks like he's barely 16. Pen and paper kind of gets put in front of you, you know, quill and ink. And Finn, I'm going to have you bring these to the... Tim Stamper, Dice Furum. Furum. And then I will write a short message on two pieces of paper. And I will use a simple cipher. What are they going to say? Just basically um, that come out here and meet me in this in this uh, logging camp. Uh, we have things to talk about. So the, the guy picks that up and he reads it and he says, so you're planning to stay? Giving you a look. Not in your tent, sir. 
We have our own. We'll be out of your way, don't worry. And you'll avoid taking any lumber, breaking any saplings? Of course. We'll only take the dead lumber. I imagine from your name you're from Wood's End? Yes. Are you associated with the Silver Swords? Once upon a time. Are you associated with the... And he looks at Lucan. Church. Not theirs. What about you? Looks at Lucan. Yes, I'm associated with the Lucites. Which Lucites? The Amastachias. I mean, which order, sir? Order of the Light. Didn't know before this moment either. Uh, Merc just mentioned that the Stampers and the Furums were minor nobility in town. And that was never mentioned before. And so suddenly we're throwing around all these no- noble names and then here's this kind of motley crew. He's just like, what are we? What am I looking at here? Hey, let me ask you a question. What order does Asher Wolnair belong to? He says, I'm not a member of the clergy, but my understanding is that the bishop is beyond that. Am I wrong? Bishops head up orders. They have to belong to it to head it. Well, all I know is the order of law is in town. And that was what I was afraid of. And so my concern is that we're going to suddenly have intervention here when we were usually allowed to be a little bit independent. This is not church business. This is business between the Valans and the Walnairs and the crimes that Asher has made and done. And he will be held accountable. This has nothing to do with the order of light and the order of law. I am simply speaking to speak to a couple of my friends from town out here, and we will follow the rules of Wood's End. He really like looks at you hard for a minute, and he says, "If if no one comes comes out here to interfere with what we're doing, speaking of Wolnirs, I answer to Salid Wolnir at the mill, and I don't wish to disappoint him for the for the job that we do out here. If everything goes smoothly, your life will not be disrupted. Give this boy some gold, and he'll send your letters." I pull out one platinum piece and I hand it to the boy. Lucan will also take out a platinum piece and give it to him too. He's almost wide-eyed and slips the scrolls into it. It's two scrolls, right? You wrote two different things for the two different yep. guys. So he that slips them into his slips them into his uh, under his cloak. Kind of gives you a little bit of a bow and he backs out. The foreman there kind of looks up. After he leaves and he says, if there'll be nothing else, I'm going to have my dinner. Thank you for your time and consideration. And I walk out. I'm going to lean to Zan. From what I got on that conversation is that we're supposed to be doing stuff peacefully. And so far that doesn't happen with us. Not usually, no, but we're following Merg's lead on this. Okay. So you go off and find a, find a campsite. Yeah. In the in the borderwood there, yeah. And I do t- I do explain to him like the rules, like hey, this is the saplings. Don't mess with the saplings. Try to you know if you're going to light a fire, try to use only dead wood. 
Reloff looks at you in disgust, like, who would do that? Like, <laughs> like it's it's an unspoken rule for him. Like, what? All right, so you find a camp, you know, set up your watch. I'm sure the, the hut is aglow or, or how, I guess that's not, probably not correct for that. The the hut is, red, you know, oh, uh, put up and relapse snoozing away. And Luke and Hulk, you're on your watch. And a baby-faced young man comes walking up, kind of like he owns the place. He's got wispy, white, blonde hair got a long sword on his side but he's not brandishing it and he actually has kind of a sheath on one side but he's got a couple of drumsticks sticking out of him out of the sheath you know you sort of realize that he has strapped to his back um kind of a uh, like a snare drum and he says um i don't mean to intrude i'm hoping somebody's in there that can hear me i followed this trail from the camp i'm looking for lucius Wilnir. Lucan walks over and starts waking up Merc. Stand up, get out, go outside the hut and just grab his forearm and then like pull him in for a big hug. And... Right. Good to see you. So, Tim, I have a lot of questions about my brother and this order of law in town. Well, let's see where this goes. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. Did that boy just say, what's a battle? <laughs> what's a battle? Yeah. You want to see my horse? It's got wings. You want to see my sword? It sings. And I walk out. Everybody else stays and pastures the guy. Yep. <laughs> I was going to see what he was eating and if I could what, are you, what are you doing now? <laughs> what are you doing that? now? I would say that again. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> the, For the man who shot my Paul. Good the luck reason, on this one. The reason I laugh is because I wanted to be like, I'm looking for it and just swear at you. Step two fly away on a Pegasus. But we all have very long gray beards. Oh, yeah, that. Including Xan. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we all rip Van Winkle it. No, Brian, don't go to sleep. Hey, you never got the bird down there. What if you go outside and the keep's just ablaze? So much for that warm welcome we had. <laughs> don't burn it down. Or do. Whatever. You know, it's your life. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> What's a diorama? <laughs> I'm Idaho. I don't think it wants to kill us or anything, and she'll just hand it back to you. <laughs> My fingers! I, I was ready! Sharp edge, sharp edge <laughs> right in the stomach. <laughs> That's sad. I want to hear from Lucan, too. Oh, nice. Free dagger. What? Why does everybody in this house look so pink? <laughs> it tastes like burning. It tastes like burning. I got a perfectly good jug right here. I'll just pee right in this. Liar! You are a liar. No, I'm not a liar. I just had bad information. In fact, I'm going to go tell the Smithies real quick, so I'll be I'll be back after a little bit, guys. Sure. My internet connection is bad anyway, so I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I could choose up to three additional spells.
You know how many I'm choosing? Zero. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> Van Hulk, I think we need to take out American Relop. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? Ooh. Saying it again isn't going to get the joke through any faster. <laughs> a Wait a minute, I just called them game. dorks. I, know, yeah, right? I think we're dorks as well. <laughs> <laughs> A meta technology. How long is it going to be before Lucan's like, I can't take it anymore, and he just ditches it in, in a lake? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened initially. Somebody yeah. got tired of hearing it now, and threw now it in we, the lake. Yeah, now we know why it's in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm out. Bye. <laughs>